Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Malta Moments. We have a very special guest in the house today, the Lakers digital content manager, uh, Joey Ramirez, who I remember seeing and reading articles of all the time during Kobe's final season and since, and what a journey he's had. You know, uh, Joey, you now work for the Lakers and have called it your dream job. I would like to know, starting out here, what role did Kobe Bryant play in your love of the Lakers? Man, Skylar, first of all, thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm very excited about this. Always so stoked to talk about Kobe. Um, to answer your question, man, there might not be anybody, apart from my own family, that instilled that Laker love more than Kobe Bryant, man. I mean... I, I was born in 93, so first chip came when Same I was here. seven years old. And, uh, man, so, so you were born in 93, too, so you can, you can vibe with this. I just remember so much about that, those three-peat years. I remember yep. being at a lamppost pizza for uh, game seven against Portland uh, after my T-ball game or whatever. Maybe I was like some sort of little league game, lamppost pizza, and then we're all huddled around watching uh, the lob from Kobe to Shaq. Um, I remember my dad pulling me into, into the family room to watch the 81 point game. Um, my, uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm getting married in two, two months. And the, the first time that my fiance and I really like started getting to know each other was game seven, 2010. And wow. so like all these moments that, you know, are, are intricate to my life have been, had this through line of Kobe Bryant within them. And, uh, you know, growing up in Southern California, Kobe's always been King, um, you know, we'd go to Disneyland and, you know, when, when they take your picture on the ride, like we do the Mamba face nice. and, uh, it is just, he's, he's just so much part of the, the LA DNA and like, and a part of my story too. Like I, I was an enormous Kobe fan, you know, owned all the jerseys growing up, um, watched every game growing up. Uh, and then, uh, to, to get this job in the final two years of his career, um, I mean, it was just a dream. It was a dream. He's, he's one of those people that, um, you know, if you love basketball, he's indelible, but if you don't love basketball, he's still just so magnetic, the Mamba mentality. There's a reason why that, you know, you can apply that to basketball. You can apply that to tennis. You can apply that to filmmaking to, yep. you know, your nine to five office job to, to literally anything can be, have that Mamba mentality applied to. And I think that's, that's special. And I think he's somebody who, who changed the world um, with his mentality. And, you know, the, the, the obvious tragedy um, among many tragedies is that he was going to change the world all over again. Right. Like, yeah. I think that from a, you know, his create from his creative standpoint, he was going to go places that no athlete had gone before. And he, yep. he already had, right. He had Won an Oscar. Oscar, Oscar, New York times bestseller, um, and all these other million players. dollar venture capital company, just ridiculous. Exactly. The resume is just like you said, ridiculous. And then um, beyond that, what he did, you know, for fatherhood, I, I, yeah. I would imagine there are a lot of fathers out there who just embrace the girl dad mantra to a wow. degree that, you know, maybe they wouldn't if Kobe hadn't had been so ardent about his love for having four daughters and so, I mean, I, I know I took your question in a few places there, Skylar. I love that's it. just how that's how big Kobe's always been to to me, to everyone um, here in Los Angeles, around the world. Like his story, um, 
you know, I always think about it at like, you know, like Vincent Van Gogh was a painter, right? Yeah. Um, and, and the reason why he was, he was who he was is because he was the best at that. But he transcended, when, when you reach that level, you transcend, you know, what you're doing. And I think Kobe was a painter with a basketball, yep. but he completely transcended uh, the sport. And, you know, obviously we miss him so much, but he, he also gave us so much. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, incredible. You know, what, what's really amazing here, Joey, as well, is that everyone else I've been able to been lucky enough to interview is someone who covered Kobe or played with Kobe. And so interviewing someone my own age, I, I can totally relate on every wavelength of how you're talking about Kobe as a through line to those moments, as how as a kid, it just meant absolutely everything that repeat the pop culture references on on all that and uh, smart guy and all those shows coming up and and just it was it was really on the presence and I deeply appreciate you sharing that as well you know something else that I saw um, that you said is that you found your purpose in working for the Lakers and obviously Kobe always talked about purpose and doing what you love and I'm curious what you mean by that and the role that Kobe Bryant may have played in that yeah no that's a good question um, I, I have said before that this this job has always felt like more than a job. It, it has felt like purpose. And, um, you know, there's there's a part of me that still doesn't understand what I what I mean when I say that. But I guess the best way I can wrap it up is there's just this almost like cosmic connection with between the Lakers and their fans. And uh, that's one of the reasons why the big campaign that we've done here at the Lakers this year has been Lakers family, because it, it really has been more of a family than just like a, a fan base between a brand and, a, and, and, a, and an audience. Right. It's been, it's been something else. And so wow. I think, um, I, th I think that's kind of what I'm, what I mean right there. And, and that can't be possible. Here's the greatest thing about the Lakers is that my grandpa watched Elgin Baylor and my dad watched magic Johnson and I'm watching Kobe or I watched Kobe and my brother is watching LeBron wow. and who knows who my son's going to watch. Right. And it's just, Bronny, maybe, yeah, <laughs> let's hope, man. I'd love that. Um, but it's just this passed down standard of excellence. And for us here, you know, in Southern California, it's right in our backyard too. Yeah. Um, I think I, I always describe the Lakers as an aspirational um, type of, you know, franchise. And by that, I mean, there's a certain sense of pride that comes with having the Lakers in your backyard. Um, I, I went to the school, I went to, uh, college at the university of Hawaii, uh, hence my hat and, um, Unreal. and first of all, Hawaii is huge, like your country. So like, that was awesome. But when I went out there, everything that people wanted to talk about when they heard I was from California was, Oh, so what about the Lakers, man? Oh, the Lakers like, Oh, like, Oh, you're from like the LA area. Like, Oh, like, let's talk about Kobe. And I think that there's just something about the Lakers, the purple and gold, the magic Johnson, the, you know, the, the 17 titles, the, the mama mentality, the 81 points, uh, the King and the brow. Now, um, yeah. all these things, the black jerseys, like there's just so much lore, I think within this, uh, organization, this franchise that, you know, like you, you could fill an encyclopedia just of Lakers stories. And that's not even digging into like the, the, you know, the underneath stuff. Right. Absolutely. And so, and so I, I think that's where like the purpose comes from is because it, it's not just a nine to five where I'm clocking in and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, running spreadsheets or anything like that. And that's not to disparage anybody who's doing something like that, because that's, that's meaningful work. And, um, and, and, and that's, that's livelihood. 
Um, but I've been fortunate because this is something that's been a part of my life. You know, I'm 27 now, as are you, uh, as yep. I just learned. Um, and, and for 27 years, I've, I've just loved the Lakers. And so it, it has felt like purpose to, to be able to communicate with people who I know are like me, to, wow. to communicate with the people who did grow up loving the Lakers or who are currently growing up loving the Lakers. And like, it, it's the coolest thing in the world to have a conversation with someone like you, Skylar, who has like my experiences and it's also the coolest thing in the world to talk to, you know, somebody younger than me who's just like, oh my God, like these are the Lakers? Like, oh yeah, Anthony Davis? Oh, let's yeah. talk about, how about Alex Caruso? And then to talk to somebody who's older than me and to just hear them wax on about like, oh, you should have seen Jamal Wilkes jump shot or, oh, you should have yeah. seen, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when he brought up the sky hook. And it's just, there's just so much there, there. And uh, I think, I think one of the reasons why that Kobe resonates so much is because he was here for so long, 20 yes, years, 20 oh years. God. Unbelievable. Literally watched him grow up before our eyes from yeah. you know this, this 17 to Kobe. Yeah. Into this, into this man and, and beyond, you know, just a man, like a, a symbol, a father, a champion, all these amazing things. Yeah. And it just felt like we were on the ride with him and we were learning from him and we learned from his triumphs, his mistakes his, you know, his mentality, his, uh, the way he treated people, like uh, there was just so much to learn from Kobe. And I think that's where he kind of resonates. And I think that if you, if you were to step in our office and obviously pandemic, we're, we're not in the office right now, but like, if you were to step in our office, you would see that those lessons are part of what makes our staff special too, because we wow. have a staff who just works, you know, you know, I, I, I haven't met people who work as hard as the people that I'm, I'm privileged to work alongside the Lakers. And you can see that Mamba mentality that those people step, they, they tap into. And you can see that the leadership, you know, the leaders that we have in our company, they have that like LeBron type leadership where they're, you know, they're like nudging people and they're bringing, they're lifting them up, but they're holding them accountable. And like, it really is whatever's on the court, you know, the set, the success on the court, everything behind those 17 trophies, you know, there's something to learn from it for, for people even outside of basketball. And that's one of the best things about working for the Lakers is you do see that kind of, bleed from the ba basketball side into the business side and it, it, it's really special I, I so i sorry i i, I rambled so long but man you, Dude, you really I, hit me on the head there i love the passion no absolutely it's it's amazing it's amazing to hear again being born in 93 anthony davis being born in 93 and uh just just that connection and your whole your whole experience there's there's so much to unpack and to hear the natural passion come out uh is exactly part of why you know i started this and so speaking of your tenure with the Lakers, you posted a picture of your first day as an intern before this year's incredible championship run uh which i did predict 14 months in advance on fan sided <laughs> you can check the receipt and what was going through your mind as you are standing next to kobe in that picture as your first day of an intern with the lakers man i remember that day like it was yesterday man i um as, as I've illustrated, like I, I grew up such a huge Kobe fan and I I'm, I'm kind of a natural introvert, right? Um, you know, I, 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 when I first step into a situation, I'm not trying to be the loudest. I'm not trying to be the first one I talk. Like I'm trying to take a step back, take the temperature, see what's going on. You know, like, well, you know, what's my, what's my, uh, you know, how do I connect to people, um, rather than like having them connect to me. Right. And, um, I knew that on my first day as an intern, that if I ask Kobe Bryant a question, then boom, all the, all, you know, all bets are off. Like I can do anything 
if I can, if I can stand there and ask this guy who's been my hero for the past 20 years, yeah. um, you know, if I can, if I can ask him something on day one, like then there's no reason to ever be nervous about anything else because like, that's the hardest thing. And I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't even remember what I asked him, but I remember asking him a question and I remember him looking me in the eyes and treating me like anybody else. And that meant so much to me because I was literally 20 years old at the time. I couldn't even drink my, uh, my, my 21st birthday fell like half really like a month and a half into my internship. So, um, you know, I'm just like this young scrub there, um, day one. And here's this legend, um, this global icon who takes me seriously and who gives me a straight answer and who doesn't treat me any different than the dude there for the New York times or the dude there for spectrum or the dude there for the LA times. And what did you ask him? I that's 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 the only thing that that escapes my head is that I I truly don't know what I asked them. Um, What a moment. I know. Right. I think I might've just blacked out to be honest. Makes sense. Makes sense. (laughs) But I do remember just the feeling that that, that that came with. And, you know, it, I think it set the tone for the rest of my time here. You know, I've been here for seven years now. Wow. And uh, I think that having that experience right off the bat, you know, if you treated me just like a punk kid, like maybe I wouldn't be here today. Maybe I would have just like, you know, gone into my shell and, you know, uh, you know, then, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe that first year doesn't go so well. They don't bring me back. Um, But I I know at that point, like, I, I don't know if I've ever had more of a confidence boost than to have Kobe take you seriously. And and from there, it was just a ride, man. That's amazing. That's, and that's really cool, particularly because, you know, I think I, obviously I've heard number eight Kobe stories with the media. I think we were too young to understand much of what was going off the court at that point. And so I'm consistently hearing stories of the number 24 who I loved and was old enough to understand uh, really taking, you know, up and coming people in the media seriously like yourself. And, and that's always who I believed him to be. And, and that's really incredible to, to hear that live and in person here. That sounds like an amazing Kobe interaction. So I would love to hear next, you know, what is your favorite interaction you had with Kobe and also the best Kobe story that you have heard during your tenure with the Lakers? Oh man, serving me up here. This is a hard one. Um, or just a favorite. Say, yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I got you. Um, I would say my favorite uh, Kobe's interaction between me and him would probably be, it was toward the end of his last year. And so I'd been there for like a year and a half at that point. Um, still pretty green, um, but, you know, and, and comfortable enough that like I, I could ask him a few questions here and there. And uh, I saw um, this random Twitter account during a game uh, got a, got like a fan video of like Kobe giving away his sleeve to, uh, to these kids courtside, um, which I just thought that was so cool. I mean, your, your final season and he, he was doing that on the regular, he was giving out armbands, sleeves, shoes, et cetera. And, um, I asked him about it. And, uh, at first he was just, he looked at me like I was like, you know, like talking out of my foot, like, like I was crazy. And, uh, he was like, how did you, how did you see that? And I was wow. like, oh, like I, I found this guy, I found this random Twitter account. And he was like, just like floored. He was like, what? What, what you, mean, you found that on Twitter? And uh, he like laughed it off. And I was like, yeah, but like, you know, like, what does that mean to like give, you know, give these kids like something they're going to remember for the rest of their lives? And, um, you know, his answer was along the lines of, uh, 
like I, I just know how much this means to people. And like, this is my last time to be get, to be doing things like that. Like he's not going to, you know, he wasn't going to be in uniform in sneakers on the court ever again. And so like, he's not going to give his armband out ever again. So like, wow, he, he felt kind of incumbent upon him to, to be spreading that love and to be making those memories. And it's such a simple thing. Um, and that, and that's kind of one of the great things about Kobe is all these simple things take on such meaning for people. Yeah. Um, and, and he understood that, you know, a second or two out of his day would, would do that, would do a lifetime of memories for that kid sitting courtside. And so that was really special to me because that was the Kobe, you know, and I think you, you just touched on something similar, but like, that was the Kobe that I grew up in. I was like, man, yeah. I, I always like that. And um, he ended up being that. And like, that's cool. That's cool because a lot of the times, you know, people aren't like that. People don't take the time and like, and we're all human too, right? Like, yeah, of course. I, I try to, I try to live my life a certain way, but like we all fall short sometimes. And, um, but to see it, to see a guy of his magnitude do that was, was really special. Um, and then my favorite, favorite story is, uh, my guy, Mike Trudell's, uh, Mike Trudell is, is my mentor. Uh, he's been, he, he's been with me since, you know, my entire seven years and obviously longer, uh, with the Lakers, but, um, they had Thanksgiving one year, uh, in like Detroit or something. And, uh, Kobe paid for, uh, the entire travel party, um, to have this big Thanksgiving meal, which is awesome just to begin with. Um, but in addition to that, they brought in a ping pong table and, uh, Kobe being the competitive, uh, you know, uh, uh standard bearer that he is wanted to play ping pong and being Kobe Bryant, he was, he was kicking everybody's ass. And, uh, but little did he know that Mike Trudell, sideline reporter, um, grew up with a ping pong table in Minnesota. Wow. And so they have this epic ping pong match, Kobe Bryant versus Mike Trudell, and Mike wins. And, and like, when I first oh, he actually him, lost it, so this is a big story. Wow. Right, right, right. And when Mike first told the story, I was just like, dude, that is so cool. And he was like, here's, here's the even cooler part. Uh, I heard, you know, we go back to LA, and Mike hears that, Kobe got a ping pong table like within a week. And so you just know that like a, a guy like Kobe Bryant, like that's, that's how competitive that dude was. Like yeah. you lose one, one game of te table tennis. And then all of a sudden you got to get a, you got to get a table in your own house to, to start uh, sharpening up. Oh my goodness. I hope to hear new Kobe stories when I, that was part of why I started this podcast was that I missed the Kobe stories and would Google his name every day growing up. And come on, that is, that's a No one could beat the guy one-on-one -on -one and Mike Trudell beats him in ping pong. That is fantastic. Oh my goodness. Thank, thank you for sharing that and, and your own personal memories. And I couldn't agree more to, to hear these stories about uh, Kobe really understanding his impact and how he could impact others. And so something I would love to ask about the impact it had on you is for everyone listening, we know Joey Ramirez grew up Lakers fan 2020. I paid a lot of attention because of my, my prediction that I was a financial advisor at the time. Kobe's death inspired me to go into sports journalism, apply to USC. So I was very invested in that 2020 championship before the pandemic, before Kobe, and Joey, after just that season alone, let alone growing up a Lakers fan your whole life, you get a championship ring. So first of all, congratulations to you, man. It's incredible. What a moment. That's so special. And second of all, I mean, I watched the, the Access Lakers Sportsnet um, backstage Lakers where they showed all the details that went into it. And of course, all the jewels and the 24 and the Kobe Bryant stuff. So 
What is going through your mind as it relates specific, particularly to the Kobe Bryant tributes and everything Kobe meant to that 2020 championship and you yourself getting your ring with all the stories you just shared? Man, you're setting me up for like a 45 minute monologue. Right here, <laughs> um, dude, I, I can't even tell you how special it is to get a, a championship ring. I, it, it just blows my mind that I, I own it. And I, I, I'm, I'm not in my place right now. So I wish I, I could bust it out for you. Yeah. Uh, I left it in my place. Um, but man, I, I think one of the, well, first and foremost, one of the most special things is that uh, the bus family and the Lakers organization provided they they paid for championship rings for the whole org, the whole organization, Wow. Um, which just goes to show just the, the type of leadership that we have at the top uh, with wow. Jeannie and, and the people that report directly to Jeannie. Like that's, you know, when we talk Lakers family, that's Lakers family. Yeah. Um, and as for the ring itself, man, I mean, I, I can't even tell you like at the, at the at, at, I've never been like a materialistic guy, right? Like I, I could care less, Yeah. Um, but to have that, it just feels like, it feels like you got history on your hand, man. And it's, it's a really cool feeling. And to, to your point, I mean, Kobe was just such a big part of the story of the season for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's something that's so beautiful about the season is how, in the wake of Kobe's death, there were just all these moments that were just so felt like Kobe was there with us. AD, and, uh, Kobe. Oh, 100% the Mamba shot, man. Like yeah. that's, that's exactly 24, the about. score. Yes. That was, man, you're reading my mind. I was about to bring that one up too. Nice. Um, yeah. We, we were up 24 to eight and I think it was the Portland game. The first time they broke out the black jerseys, um, you know, even thinking back to the, um, you know, one thing that always pops in my mind is um, the Kobe tribute game against Portland in the regular season. And, um, you know, there's, I have so many flashbulb moments from that day, but one of mine is um, I sent our intern, um, Abigail Keenan, who's an amazing photographer um, and beyond photographer. She's, she's just incredible. And um, I, I gave her the task. I was like, Hey, Abigail, we're going to have a lot of former Lakers in the building tonight who want to pay tribute to Kobe. I need you to get as many former Lakers take their photos as possible. And I remember she came back to me toward the end of the game with this photo of big game, James Worthy going up and giving a handshake to Elgin Baylor sitting courtside. And it was the most beautiful photo that I've ever seen. It, it just summed up everything that the Lakers were about that Lakers family feeling. And now, you know, in the wake of Elgin's passing too, yeah, that photo just, me, right. That, that photo is just so special to me. And I, I think about it like, you know, like every week or something and like, it's just so cool that our intern got it too. And um, it's, it's really, you know, that's, that's kind of sums it up for me. It's just the moments that we had in the wake of Kobe. And I think the biggest one for me is, is uh, leave a legacy, the uh, playoff slogan. Um, I'm very proud that, you know, uh, our team came up with that. And uh, you know, it was Kobe's words that we, I think, um, you know, I, I have, I wrote about this somewhere, but when it, when it came to selecting that, that slogan, we knew that there was no slogan that we could come up with that would mean more than something that Kobe could say. And so rather than like sit in a room and try to think of something, we just busted out everything that we could find of Kobe books, articles, um, documentaries, interviews, et cetera. You know, did somebody write a song about Kobe? Let's listen to the song. Did somebody yeah. write a poem about Kobe? Let's read the, co the poem. Oh, and no, um, that sounds fun. It, it was fun. It took us forever, but it was fun. And, um, you know, we found this IG post that he, he made, um, 
that said leave a legacy in it. And it just felt like it was perfect. And um, that became, that's, that's one of the pr- proudest moments of my career is that, is that have, you know, that slogan be selected as the playoff slogan and Absolutely. then to see it on the ring, like that, like took it to a whole nother level. Cause like, Oh my God, a championship ring with this slogan that we, that, that was ours. This, we found this and it's Kobe's words and it means that much more because it is Kobe. And then, uh, you know, today, the, the day that we're recording this, um, Vanessa Bryant posted a, uh, uh, Instagram post and her caption led with leave a legacy. And like that meant just as much because wow. I mean, if anybody, if anybody knows Kobe, it, it's Vanessa. And, you know, I, I, I really hope to see, you know, I, it means a lot that leave a legacy had these kind of legs yeah. because, yeah. you know, for, for it to make the championship ring and for it to make, you know, something of Vanessa's like, that's, that's it right there. Like, boom, like that's mission accomplished. No kidding. No kidding. Oh my God. Yeah. No, that's again, having grown up in the same age as Kobe, I can really feel the weight of those words and uh, you know, seeing her at the championship events and, and the young daughters and, and that's so special. And also, you know, I got to give you your flowers here. Leave a legacy ended up being the name of the documentary on the season for uh for spectrum Sportsnet, and highly recommend everyone check it out and it is so incredible i wrote an article myself about the 2020 lakers season and the pandemic and lebron leading the charge after george floyd was murdered and the social justice efforts of the lakers and kobe bryant's death and and just the i mean it's to me, it's it's the most difficult championship. It's incredible. Of course, the Black Mamba, the player had the legacy on it. And, and congratulations to you again. That is so, so special. And that you had the part in Leave a Legacy and the graffiti mural in LA. Uh, incredible, incredible stuff, man. Those are great stories. So we're going to close out here with our final question of the day. Uh, even though I could go on forever here, uh, what is the most important lesson that you personally learn from Kobe Bryant? Man, that's a, that's a really great question, Skylar, because, uh, you know, as we've talked about, there are so many lessons to be taken from Kobe. The the work ethic is, is, you know, I think the first and foremost thing that most people think, um, you know, dreaming big is a big one for me too. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember um, for the tribute game, uh, one of our videographers, Matt Evans put together this great tribute. Um, and one of the, the part that stuck out to me most was, you know, Kobe sitting on the couch uh, for a podcast and he's like looking up to the sky and he's like, man, wouldn't it be crazy to win an Oscar? And the very next uh, scene is him accepting the Oscar And it's just like this, that's, that's so powerful to me because here's a guy who for 20 years lived the dream, like lived the dream. You are a global icon. You are a Los Angeles Laker. You're a five-time champion. Like, and now what? And, and for him, like now what could have been like, oh yeah, like I'm just going to chill or like, oh yeah. Like I'm just going to like, you know, try to make some, some more money. Like, but his next step was to find another dream. And like, he found the dream and he, he achieved it. And like, that's so crazy because so many people spend, you know, their whole life chasing one dream and for a guy to have that kind of ethic and, you know, aspiration to, to do it twice. And then, you know, you know, knowing Kobe to get back up and now he's going to find another one. Um, I thought that spoke to, to a lot. And I think, um, you know, the last one that I'll give you is uh, just treating people well which I think is, you know, it's a Kobe thing, but yeah. it's also a, a Laker thing. And, um, 
you know, I told you the story about, you know, him taking me seriously on day one or him yeah. giving his leave away. Um, like those are things that like, I think of when I think of Kobe and then, um, you know, Bill McDonald is one of my favorite people. He's the guy, he's the TV voice of the Lakers. Absolutely. One of my favorite people in the world, fellow Trojan, by the way. Um, so I know you'd like that. No way. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. I've known Bill, my, like I've known of Bill for a long time and he commented, commentated on the 81 point game uh, yeah. as well, even before he was hired, but wow, that's, that's amazing. 100%. And he's the, he's the greatest guy. He's um, I'll never forget my first year um, as an intern. Like I, I talked to him like one time at a game, like Mike had introduced us. Um, and then I get a call, I'm going to a movies with my friends and I get a call from my, my boy. And he's like, dude, Bill McDonald's in line with us at, at the, at the movie theater. I, do you know him? Like, would, would we be able to talk to him? And I was just like, uh, dude, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I said hi to him once and like, <laughs> he was cool. And, uh, I, I, I'm walking into the theater and I'm like nervous. I'm like, oh man, this is going to blow up in my face. Like, and like, I don't even have to say anything. And we'd met once at this time, he sees me and his face lights up and he brings me into this hug and he's like, oh my God, Joey, it's so great to see you. Oh, you're here for this movie too. This is so awesome. And like, my friends thought I was a rock star. Like they, and, and, and it, all it took was like that moment of kindness. And like, I think that's, you know, that's, that's a Laker story. That's a genie bus story. That's a Bill McDonald story. That's a Kobe Bryant story, a LeBron James story. Like there are all these people that have come through the Lakers, magic Johnson that have that same, just, you know, like life, life is good and life has been good to us. And like, let's make life good for other people. And like, all it takes is that, that bit of kindness, that bit of like looking out for people. And like, you know, Bill's story always is the best for me because he's just, you know, he's been a huge impact on my career and just wow. one of the sweetest guys in the world. Yeah. But, it seems um, like a it, It's very much a Laker thing too. And, you know, the more people that we have like that in this world, you know, even beyond sports, like I think the better. And so that's kind of the biggest takeaway that I have from, from both Kobe and, and the Lakers in general. That is just absolutely incredible uh, to hear those stories, to hear those lessons. And, you know, that that's part of the beauty of these interviews and talking about Kobe is that Kobe Bryant is life. Kobe Bryant lived life to the fullest. And so Kobe is really just the greater metaphor for all of these lessons and, uh, you know, leave a legacy. Kobe Bryant's legacy is something that will only continue to grow. Um, as everyone, as I've mentioned before, you know, all the proceeds that I personally make on this podcast with Believe Network will go to the Mamba and Mamba Cita Foundation. And so if you guys um, download, subscribe, all of that, that brings us closer to that goal. So I'm really looking forward to that. But I just want to thank you so much for coming on, Joey, for sharing your story as a guy from from Winnipeg, uh, who grew up a diehard Laker fan, wearing my Kobe jersey everywhere. Uh, even if it was all Raptors fans, I'm, I'm still in there rocking my Kobe jersey. Well, he's hitting, you know, uh, four game winners in the same game against the Raptors, basically 2013, that kind of stuff. And all of it, you know, the Lakers really have that global impact. So I think everyone listening to this is, is very appreciative of your role in that. And Joey, man, before we get on out of here, thank you again for sharing all your stories. But you got to give us a plug, man. Where can we find you? <laughs> well, first, Skylar, I, I appreciate you, man, uh, re raising donations to, to uh, Mamba and Mamba Cita Foundation, man. That That's really cool. Um, and that's something that you don't have to do. Um, but I, I appreciate that you are doing it. And I, everybody listening to this, I'm sure does too. Um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Joey A. Ramirez. Um, same handle on the gram, probably a little bit more active on Twitter. 
um, where I love just talking, talking hoops with Lakers fans, man. Um, and I appreciate you having me on. This has been fun, bro. Always. Absolutely. Uh, anytime we thank Joey so much for, for coming on, remember to download and subscribe so we can get those funds raised and Mamba out Mamba forever. Wow. What an amazing episode with Joey Ramirez. I mean, we're talking nude Kobe stories, passionate Kobe stories, and this guy is diehard, bleed purple and gold, everything you could want in an interview. Please rate, subscribe, download, review, because every single proceed that I am able to personally make will go to the Mamba and Mamba Sita Sports Foundation. Next up, we have the legendary Roy Firestone, who has interviewed Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, Muhammad Ali, over 5,000 interviews, appeared in Jerry Maguire. This guy is pretty much the GOAT of interviewing. I mean, him, Jim Gray, what else can you get? So stay tuned for another episode episode of Mamba Moments. Mamba out, Mamba forever. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.